Welcome everyone. You are listening to the All in Sacred Time podcast, which is posted on my website at AnnaJonesOnline.com, as well as iTunes on the new moon of every month, and is designed to give deeper meaning to your life by helping you to better understand and consciously align with the cosmological and sacred energies affecting and influencing your daily life. And this is Anna Jones. I am the host of this podcast, and I'm happy to be able to speak to you today regarding the upcoming subjects. Uh, This is the podcast that is for the upcoming uh, moon cycle for September um, that begins today at the end of August and goes all the way through till the end of September. So this will be the podcast for uh, September of 2014. So All in Sacred Time, Um, the name of this podcast I gave uh, because I believe that uh, a very important thing for living a life in balance, uh, it has always been and will always be uh, understanding who we are and our proper role and place uh, in alignment uh, with everything that is around us. Uh, And that includes uh, if we want to be in touch with our natural true self, uh, being in touch with the natural world, uh, the natural harmony and order, uh, not only of the natural world around us here on the earth, but also the natural world that we are part and parcel of uh, when it comes to the cosmos. So another title that I like to give these podcasts is uh, Cosmological Report, so to speak. Um, a cosmological port for upcoming and celestial uh, events for a new lunar month. Um, and today is the new moon, um, the, and uh, I'm not going to speak a lot about it because the majority of things that uh, I want to talk to you all about uh, it are things that are coming up later in the month. However, it's always important to understand that every 28 days we go into a new cycle of our lives with new energies influencing us Um, and that 28 day cycle is a lunar cycle um, and it begins every lunar cycle begins on a new moon um, and ends on the next uh, new moon so it's from new moon to new moon that we have a 28 day lunar cycle that uh, affects us and each one affects us differently uniquely Uh, there's some collective uh, effects of the energies of the cosmos that happen to us us, uh, through the movements of the planets and the stars and our movements within it, uh, within the cosmos, um, but there's also very individualized and personal ones. Uh, so sometimes if you're wondering why I don't give a lot more um, astrological type of information in these podcasts, uh, there's a few different reasons. One reason um, has to do with the fact that Astrologically, each one of these can uh, personally uh, impact us. In fact, that's what astrology is. Astrology is the um, intuitive art or the spiritual art of being able to um, understand and uh, derive some insight uh, out of the energies that are affecting us and how they may affect us collectively. And then in order to understand how they really affect us personally, we need to um, 
know more, much more about our own personal astrology in order to go deeper into uh, the, the unique ways that things will understand as per, affect us personally. So I tend to focus on um, the cosmological influences, some astrological uh, components of that, and specifically the things that we all can connect to and that we all can um, you know, feel something collectively uh, from. So also there's another reason, uh, if you've wondered listening to these podcasts, why I don't go more into astrology. First of all, I do not consider it just an astrology uh, podcast. It really does have to do with uh, sacred time and our movements uh, throughout time and space in a sacred way. Um, but um, you know, astrology is a part of that because, like I said earlier, it's the kind of the spiritual art of being able to uh, get some insight into how these energies may be personally affecting us, which, of course, a lot of modern-day science uh, doesn't even sometimes like to believe or admit. Uh, they, 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 they have to admit that everything is energy, but they don't like to necessarily admit that uh, all those energies um, actually have an effect on us, whereas the ancients, um, including all the ancient astronomers who were ancient astrologers, by the way, Way. The astrology and astronomy uh, used to be the same field, cosmology. Uh, cosmology, astronomy, astrology, astrology all, all were practiced by the same practitioners um, before, by our ancestors and by the ancients. Um, you know, but uh, now, now they, they are viewed uh, separately and viewed differently, and there's um, a lot of misunderstanding um, about them. And one of the reasons why um, I don't go he more heavily into astrology as well has to do with a lot of the, the complications and the confusion that arises um, as a result of there being differences in different systems. Um, for example, uh, astronomers look up into the sky and they see the new, they see that, that, that it's new moon and um, the science of astronomy uh, is a very accurate, um, precise uh, science of uh, tracking exactly you know where the moon and the stars and uh, the planet is at each given point in the cosmos to the best of their ability. And again, they haven't by any means, even though they like to sometimes think that they've uh, fully perfected their understanding of the cosmos. Astronomers haven't, but they, they do have a much, much um, precise, more precise measurement. Um, so where the moon is um, in the astronomy sense, in the actual location of it, um, is very different than where the moon, um, where astrologers, especially, let me make that clear, uh, Western astrology, which is the type of astrology that is very common and prevalently use and discussed uh, and that you can read most of the articles about when you Google and stuff, Western astrology or what's called tropical astrology is what's used um, here in the United States and uh, throughout most parts of Europe and um, all of that. So uh, Western astrology is something that is real and uh, it's very beneficial for people uh, to be able to access that information through Western astrology, but it's uh, not the same information as what the astronomers give. And it's complex and confusing. Uh, I don't want to confuse people because actually the subject of today's um, theme that I want to speak about as I go through the things happening in sacred time is clarity. Uh, but I do want to let people know that that's one of the reasons, uh, help you understand why 
why it gets confusing and also why there's uh, more and more of a separation and a divide these days between astronomy and astrology than there's than there's ever been because of Western astrology's very very diff- very different uh, understanding of things. Um, for for example, this new moon that we're experiencing right now. Um, <clears throat> Uh, in, in astronomy, it's actually in the position of Leo. Um, this new moon is in the position. If you look up into the sky and you can see the moon with a telescope, uh, which is, you know, you, you can't right now because the moon is traveling with the sun, but if you could, uh, it is in the position of Leo. Um, every new moon, the moon is traveling with the sun, so it sets uh, at the same time that the sun sets. That's why we're not seeing it. Um, however, in, um, so that's, that's where it technically is, where, where it literally, physically is. Um, however, when you get into astro- astrology, Western astrology, tro- what's called tropical astrology or Western astrology, uh, you'll go look up articles right now You know about what are the energies of this new moon, and you'll see new moon in Virgo, new moon in Virgo, new moon in Virgo on all of the Western astrology articles and all the astrologers um, giving their interpretation about the new moon in Virgo. Uh, when tech Technically, um, astronomers uh, can prove and show that it um, is physically in the sign of Leo. So that can be confusing. So where do we get clarity about this? Um, clarity about this comes from uh, knowing that there's something more than just the physicality of it and that there's always a broader understanding for us to have. So we can move into clarity when we start to open our minds and open our hearts to a broader understanding of these concepts okay um, so what I, how I like to explain it these days and it's taken me a long time to get to this languaging so that I can be able to present this to you is that the moon is carrying the vibrations of Virgo even though it is physically present in Leo because it has just moved out of Virgo it's still carrying the energies of Virgo um, and it's all from perspective too and this and that's reason why because I've had many tell me well why wouldn't one system be wrong and the other one be right you know wouldn't wouldn't the um, you know the the Vedic astrology or what's called sidereal astrology, which follows the you know the physical accuracy of astronomy, uh, wouldn't that be the accurate astrology and the Western astrology or the tropical astrology, which is called uh, be an inaccurate astrology? And the answer to that question is no. Um, and that's where the, our confusion comes in because we like to think in terms of black and white. We like to think in terms of right and wrong, and that only one thing could be right and the the other thing has to be wrong Um, but if we understand it broader and we take a broader viewpoint uh, which I can't even explain to you all of the reasons why it has to do with um, precession of the equinoxes which is a very fancy term to help you understand that as we move through the expanding universe that um, things move in their positioning and that at one point in time um, you know the, the tropical astrology was actually true to the physical locations of everything Um, and again if you look at um, tropical astrology which is Western astrology uh, from the perspective of physical locations it seems inaccurate but does it still have the energy of does it still carry forward the energy of uh, what it was just carrying what it was just within and then the answer to that is yes Um, and maybe perhaps uh, that can help us to understand it a little bit more so 
here's my ultimate point about it because I, again I don't want to I'm trying to demystify these things and clarify uh, the, the differences between astronomy and astrology and a type of astrology that actually is more astronomically correct, which is Vedic astrology, also known as sidereal astrology. So there's two different types of astrology. Um, one follows the astronomical uh, alignments correctly and the other does not. However, they're both accurate. And that's where the, 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 the hard part for us sometimes comes in. We have to open our minds in order to have clarity. We have to open our hearts in order to have clarity to really understanding things beyond in just a limited way a lot of the times, especially the things that really confuse us in a big way, like they just boggle the mind. The mind cannot conceive of it. Well, that's especially true if we're caught up in two-dimensional type of thinking. If we're caught up in black and white, good and bad, right and wrong, you know, again, this two dimensional thinking of like, well, one of these has to be right and one of these has to be wrong. You know, one of these types of astrology that follows the astronomical must be right and the other one must be wrong or vice versa. Western must be right because when I when I read about it, it emotionally connects with me. And I think that's the other thing that why, why Western astrology still is so important for us to even keep alive and keep it going is because when you read um, the, the, the Western astrological reports about about you know the new moon in Virgo and how that can affect us emotionally, what impact that can have on us emotionally. It has um, some resonance, uh, you know, with all of us, and we can look back and over the last one for last month and re re resonate and go, oh yeah, I did, I did resonate um, with that. So uh, the ultimate point I'm trying to make is to first of all shine a little light on this, help you understand that there are these differing viewpoints, there are these differing perspectives. Um, one's not wrong, and the other right. Uh, they both actually contain uh, things that are accurate and inaccurate. Um, there, there's inaccuracies in all things that human beings can conceive of and there's accuracies. The truth is also there uh, in both. So there's accuracies and inaccuracies in both systems of astrology uh, and in both astrology and astronomy, which one of the systems of astrology is actually based more on those astronomical astronomy um, calculations of where the, the physical locations of this, the moon and the sun and the stars actually are. So um, when we hold two things um, that are opposite or contradictory in our minds simultaneously and we hold space for both of them, then that can and we center while we're doing it. You know, center and quiet ourselves and hold space for two opposing energies or two opposing thoughts or two opposing ideas in our minds to coexist, then we can get clarity around them. And sometimes that clarity comes more through emotional clarity first. You know, the, the feeling of, of, of bringing us into an emotional clarity about something rather than, you know, mentally being able to have an understanding of it. Um, I believe when it comes to these influences of sacred time, we cannot understand it all with our intellectual mind only through our intuitive knowing and our intellectual mind working together in synergy the way that they are meant to work together can we really know and move into the type of clarity that we need to have. 
And being the new moon, which is why I brought all this up, believe me, believe it or not, um, being the new moon, uh, it is a good time for clarity and a, and, and a good time for centering within ourselves, uh, going within, uh, using meditation practices, uh, reaching uh, what I call a, a zero point or a still point in the mind where the mind doesn't just think, 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 and try to try and try and try and try to figure these things out. Uh, the mind can just get caught up in loop after loop after loop of trying to figure something out that that is the farthest thing from clarity that we possibly can get to um, and there's a lot of temptation to doing that right now uh, within the energies that are collectively influencing us all in the world not just this new moon cycle I'm talking about the big picture of all the energies that are affecting us within the larger movements of sacred time that are affecting us that I've spoke about in some of my previous podcasts this year um, so don't get too heavily in your minds about it. I want you to, to um, you know, think about these explanations that I've just given. And um, I also want you to understand that there are further explanations as to um, how there can be accuracies in both. And, and, and there can be, you know, both can be right and both can be wrong. Both systems uh, can be right and both systems can be wrong. Um, and if you're more interested in this, we can go, I can, uh, I, I plan to actually go more into depth and detail about explaining the difference between uh, Vedic astrology, also known as sidereal astrology, and tropical astrology, which is also known as Western astrology. Um, I plan to go into more detail. I've mentioned this in some of the previous podcasts as time goes on, and this is kind of one of the levels and layers of it that I wanted to do. But in the world right now, there's a lot of chaos and a lot of confusion, um, so I wanted to speak on this subject of clarity today. Uh, also just encourage you all at this new moon to you know, do some centering meditation, do some uh, what I would call still point meditation or zero point meditation of really getting to that still point in the mind and letting the mind expand from there. You know, the, 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 the other reason why we lose clarity and we get into uh, you know, even arguing over which is right and which is wrong and you know, one of these systems is right, one of these systems is wrong. The reason why we get into all of that is sometimes because we, we lose that centeredness and that expansiveness of our mind and that expansiveness of our heart and that connectedness, that coherence or cohesiveness between the mind and the heart. Or coherence uh, is a word that the HeartMath Institute likes to use that I very much uh, love very much, a, a, a coherence between the mind and the heart. And I believe for this upcoming cycle, um, we really need this. We really need need um, you know a deeper kind of clarity which has nothing to do with certainty by the way clarity is not certainty um, it's something else entirely uh, it's more of a you know a spiritual way of knowing a spiritual way of seeing um, that is on a much deeper level a much deeper source which is why I was saying that it's uh, accessed through the still point so the new moon can be a good time to access that still point to quiet yourself uh, focus yourself kind of go within uh, do some um, meditation where you're able to still the mind uh, 
as much as possible and allow it to just open and expand, um, breathe and open and expand. And as you're breathing, opening and expanding the mind, as you're centering, as you're quieting the mind, just letting it open further and letting it expand. Because there's an expansion going on, um, an expansion that I've been talking about with the Jupiter transit that's going to be happening all the way through uh, July of 2015 next year that's causing all of us to expand uh, outside of our limitations and also because the things of the world are really demanding this of us right now um, I, I, I know that um, a lot of the uh, energies of the supermoons that we've been having have been amping everything up and that's what I've been saying every month about these supermoons that, that they're amplifying everything um, so beyond the new moon the next coming uh, you know major uh, lunar uh, event is the upcoming uh, full moon of September which is on September the 8th and 9th and the upcoming full moon um, which for most of us here in the US is going to be occurring on September the 8th and, and in Europe and Asia uh, on September the 9th um, for the upcoming full moon it is another super moon in a series of three super moons we're having as the third of three in a row we had the full moon in July, the full moon in August, and now the f upcoming full moon in September, all three of them being supermoons. Um, and just to refresh your memory, in case you didn't listen to the previous podcast, um, the supermoon is a phenomena that um, happens when the moon is in perigee at the same time that the moon is full. Uh, there was a nickname given to that. Uh, that nickname is really stuck and caught on, um, and that nickname is called the supermoon. Um, now the moon does go into perigee every single month, every 28-day cycle. There's some, there's one of those days during that 28-day cycle that the moon goes into perigee, and perigee means that it's at its closest point to the Earth. So every 28 days, the moon um, circles the Earth, and uh, there are times where it's closest, and there's a time where it's the farthest away. And the closest point is called perigee, moon in perigee, and um, it happens once every 28 days, but it doesn't always happen on the full moon. Um, when it happens, when that moon in perigee happens on the full moon is when it's given that supermoon name or supermoon title. Um, supermoons do happen, uh, usually I think, you know, two, three a year or something like that. I've yet to see at least um, within a time period that I've been really paying attention to this super moon thing over the last few years, um, three back to back like this. Uh, so it's an interesting pattern to me. Um, and I think uh, all full moons amplify energies, which is what I've been saying in all of the podcasts, just reminding everybody of it. I think it's a very important reminder. I have to continuously remind myself of that around the full moon time period. There's, there's, there's always a need to remind ourselves that all full moons amplify energy. And then if it's a moon in perigee, if it's closest to the Earth and it's a super moon at the same time, it's going to be super amplifying those energies, right? And so, and then you put three of those back to back in a row and then you get the, uh, what I call the triple whammy that's been going on. <laughs> um, the triple whammy that's been going on that has been amplifying everything, uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And boy, are we, are we seeing the ugly being amplified. It's really been amplified. Um, anger and resentments and aggressive tendencies pretty heavily from what we can see in our in our news and 
wars that have broken out and uh, you know terrorism that is on the rise and increase and um, just all types of you know fighting and resistance and resentment and things that we hear you know these things are all amplified all emotional energy the moon heavily uh, influences us on the emotional level uh, we feel its uh, energies on our watery side um, we, the earth experiences the effects of the moon and the lunar activity uh, in the oceans in in the water systems of the planet um, and we as human beings experience the energies of the moon in our watery side in our watery nature um, in which our watery nature uh, and the watery aspect of who we are uh, is our emotions um, constantly ebbing and flowing in the low tide and the high tide and the rise and the fall uh, so to speak of the of, of those tides of emotions so um, as I've said before in the past, I will continue to say again, it is especially important this month because of it being the third of the supermoons. I think the last one in August was um, perhaps the most powerful of the three because it was the, the closest that the Earth uh, was getting all year long. Um, but I do believe that because it's the third one in a row that it could be extra amplification uh, with this third supermoon. Uh, so everything normally being amplified is going to be amped up again and then triple that perhaps um, so we can just let it be amplified and say oh oh well whatever it is is going to be amplified or we can consciously choose because uh, life and balance is a life of consciousness uh, a conscious life a life of conscious living or holistic living uh, is a life in balance so we can consciously choose to balance ourselves um, you know before this full moon and during this upcoming full moon uh, you can set the intentions now even at the new moon is the time to set intentions uh, to reach that centering point that clarity point that still point and set very clear intentions for the upcoming full moon um, and this particular full moon why I think it's going to be extraordinarily powerful in addition to everything I just said about it being the third uh, supermoon in a row and uh, how extraordinarily amped up a thing's going to be is also because it's the last full moon of the summer and it's the closest full moon to the fall equinox uh, which means that the name of this moon uh, full moon coming up on September the 9th is called the harvest moon and the harvest moon is very famous uh, it's, it's probably uh, one of the most famous famous uh, moon cycles, uh, full moons out of the uh, lunar year uh, that people know the name of, they've heard the name of, they recognize it, the harvest moon. Um, there's actually some special things about it astronomically, uh, but really what's very special about it uh, is that it is um, the moon that is uh, ushering in the uh, the fall equinox uh, and the, the full tide uh, that's coming in with with those shifting energies, the shifting tides of the equinox energies, uh, completing the last lunar cycle of the summer and initiating the the the, the lunar uh, tidal shift, the lunar energy shift uh, into the fall season um, is what this one is going to do. What this particular um, 
uh, super moon, uh, super harvest moon, full moon, super harvest moon is going to be doing. Um, so I'll call it a super harvest moon since it's a super moon and it's the harvest moon. I'm just going to name it right now um, for the sake of this podcast, the super harvest moon. So um, again, what I was saying earlier about the two systems of astrology, uh, the, 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 the western system of astrology, the one that we can read the most about here in the U.S. Uh, when you look at your horoscope, that type of thing, it's western astrology that you'll be reading about here in the U.S. Um, in western astrology, um, it'll, it'll say that this particular uh, full moon is um, happening in Pisces. Uh, so I'm going to say that it carries the energy of Pisces because it's not actually happening in Pisces. <laughs> Um, technically speaking, physically, when you look up in the sky and you see the full moon on September the 8th, um, here in the United States, which is most, when most people here in the U.S. was going to see the full moon, you'll see it, uh, the day before, the day of, and the day after. So for three days, it's going to look like it's full. Um, but the actual, you know, peak of that full moon will be on September the 8th. When you look up in the sky and you see it, and you can use, uh, some wonderful, uh, apps to help you, uh, you know, find out, like, what sign it's in and that kind of thing. And there's a wonderful astronomy app that I highly recommend to people, and that is called Star Chart. Um, but anyway, you'll look up in the sky. You'll see it. Uh, It's actually physically in Aquarius. Um, And so it has those Aquarius energies uh, that it also is carrying. It's carrying the energies of Pisces and it's carrying the energies of Aquarius because of its physical location being in Aquarius. Um, And it's uh, carrying the energies of Pisces that will be, I think, maybe more its emotional effect on us, whereas Aquarius, I think, might be more the the physical or maybe the material effect on us. Again, that's just kind of been my my working uh, intuitive understanding or intuitive theory about how um, both of these things uh, can still be applied and we can gain and access truth from both. Uh, but to put it more accurately, precisely languaged, um, the moon is not in Pisces, it is in Aquarius, but it is carrying the energies of Pisces. It is still energetically influencing us, especially emotionally influencing us uh, through the, with the energies of Pisces and Piscean type of ways. Okay, um, that would be my best explanation that I can give to you about that. Uh, now, both of them. One of them has an effect on the mind, and when the other one has the effect, Pisces is, has an effect on our emotions. Um, and so both of them are going to mean that the mind and the emotions can be heavily, heavily influenced. So not only does all the supermoon and all those other things that I just mentioned uh, mean that the, the mind and the emotions can be heavily influenced, but put in it with these energies of these two signs, the energies of Pisces and the energies of Aquarius, this is definitely going to be affecting our mind and our emotions very much. So, like I said, we can just blindlessly let it affect us and let it affect us in whatever way, you know, the, 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 the waters uh, want, to, want to take us, so to speak, um, uh, which can cause us to kind of sometimes be floundering uh, in those shifting tides of water um, and watery emotions. Or we can consciously work to align ourselves, focus ourselves uh, on the positive. Full moons are a time to really do a lot of release work, a lot of clearing, cleansing, uh, releasing 
releasing things that we uh, no longer need, that we that you know forgiveness work uh, is also appropriate for this this upcoming full moon. And because it's the harvest moon, um, you know, releasing anything that is preventing us from being able to reap the rewards of uh, whatever it is that we are wanting to receive in our lives through the, the what we've been growing, what we've planted, what we've been nurturing um, ever since the winter solstice, actually. Uh, the the new light the new rebirth um, of the of the uh, that, that was birthed on the winter solstice of uh, 2013 is now fully manifest in the world as summer comes to a completion and um, you know we planted it we sowed the seeds of it we we've been growing it uh, and so now what is the harvest to reap what we have what, reap what we have sown um, and to kind of receive uh, what we are um, needing to receive and, and, and ready to receive uh, from the manifestation of all that has been uh, happening and occurring and of all that we've been doing in our lives um, and the harvest moon is also a time of preparation uh, so now is it a time of uh, receiving? It's a it's a time of gratitude and giving thanks for all that we're receiving, um, and a time of preparation uh, for the um, the upcoming fall equinox uh, and all that that will bring. So let me just shift then to talk about the fall equinox um, uh, because I'm trying to make these uh, podcasts a little bit shorter uh, than they than they have been in some of the previous podcasts. Um, so on the uh, September September the 22nd and the 23rd, um, there is a shift of seasons. Uh, we have four major seasons a year, uh, regardless of whether we're in the Northern Hemisphere or the Southern Hemisphere. Um, all of us experience it, even those of us who are like myself, I live in Hawaii, so I'm broadcasting this out of Hawaii. We still have four seasons of the year that we experience. They're just not as dramatic as everybody else's. Um, so the, the, the season that is coming up um, the, the is uh, for those, I'm going to speak about this uh, for everyone in the northern hemisphere because if it's southern hemisphere it's the opposite right so um, I am and most of my listeners are in the northern hemisphere so I'm going to speak about it in terms of northern hemisphere but if you're in the southern hemisphere you would just reverse it instead of it being the fall equinox that is coming up on September the 22nd and 23rd it would actually be the spring equinox for those in the south uh, in the southern hemisphere so you just reverse these things. But what I'm going to say about the fall equinox, um, the fall equinox, for those of us in the northern hemisphere, most of us here in the United States, if you're going to be in the United States experience, it will be experiencing it on the 22nd. Uh, Europe, Asia, um, other parts of the world, uh, in, in that um, that part of the world, uh, that other other part of the world over there, uh, again, very, very far from me, so this seems like a whole other part of the world over there, because um, I live in Hawaii, uh, it will be experiencing it on the 23rd. So September 22nd and 23rd uh, is when the fall equinox and the equinox shift is going to be happening. Um, So for the fall equinox, this is also called the autumnal equinox, uh, the beginning of autumn. Uh, Equinox means equal day, equal night. Equi is equal and then nox is night. And it's equal day, equal night. It's approximately, not exact, but approximately 12 hours of daylight, uh, approximately 12 hours of nighttime. 
time. Uh, it's always the equinoxes are always times of balance. Um, and I've been speaking to you throughout the course of this podcast series. If you've been following along through the series, and if not, you can always go back and listen to any of the previous other podcasts because I do give teachings in each one of them. Um, you know, I've been I've, I've been um, teaching about the, uh, the 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 tides, the moving, shifting energies uh, that I'm referring to as tides that uh, influence all, us all as we move through uh, these sacred times on the uh, Earth's natural time calendar or, or on the sacred time, um, celestial time calendar, so to speak. Um, now, I last time I talked about uh, how August 1st was the really the beginning of fall tide starting to come in, like a shift in the energies and that there was more and more there was start to feel like fall was, was coming and that um, the fall tide was uh, beginning to come in more and more. Well, by the time the fall equinox arrives, fall tide has arrived. Fall tide is fully here. Um, whereas the tide began to shift back on August the 1st, it's in full tide. The tide has fully arrived and we're at full high tide of the fall on the fall equinox and of the fall energies on the fall equinox um, and uh, it's a beautiful beautiful time of the year and then right after the equinox is when you really start to see things shift and change uh, pretty quickly um, over week after week that, that as fall begins to progress and as the fall energies pervade um, and uh, spread basically it's like a pervade of spreading energy that once that full tide arrives um, it begins to uh, affect everything and um, you know that we we know from those uh, who live in places where the trees change and the leaves change color and things like that that there's many beautiful things of autumn uh, to look forward to but when it comes to our spiritual lives it's really a time of um, starting to prepare for the upcoming winter season set intentions uh, for what we want that upcoming uh, winter season to bring into our lives to receive the full harvest the full bounty the full reward of everything that we have grown and sown and and and, and planted and nurtured in our lives thus far throughout the year and to start the process of starting to look within more and go within more um, and uh, just become much more uh, you know f- forward-looking and uh, prepared within ourselves uh, for all of the the new that is coming and um, there's no going backwards there's only uh, moving forward uh, into the light now you will notice that the days will start to grow shorter after the fall equinox um, there will be longer nights than there are days in the northern hemisphere so you'll notice a decrease in the light and that will continue up until the winter solstice of December 21st, uh, 2014. And then the light will be reborn again, where the days will start to lengthen once again. But it really becomes dramatic, actually. I think this is the most dramatic influence uh, that we feel, um, is we feel the decrease and diminishment of the light. And then those uh, here in Hawaii, we don't have daylight savings time, so we don't uh, switch or do the fall, you know, moving the clocks or anything like that. But those who um, move their clocks and 
fall back, uh, you know, it, during the fall season uh, with the clocks, which won't be in September, by the way, it's not coming up until November. But when that does happen, boy, you really feel the significant decrease in the light. But the fall equinox is when that starts to shift. Um, and they'll, they'll be that equal day, equal night. And then um, the nights won't be equal anymore. The nights will start to get a little longer and the days will start to get a little shorter. And we start to feel that lack of light um, around us externally. So again, another reason for it being a time of inward, uh, starting to go more inward, to, to really source the light from within and um, shine our inner light outward with great clarity. You know, um, you don't have to um, know everything, understand everything in order to have clarity and in order to shine your light with clarity. Um, and uh, clarity to me um, is certainly not concert. It, it is certainly not certainty. Uh, clarity is not certainty. It's not perfection. Um, it is. Um, it, it, it has. Okay. The word itself is clear, right? Uh, in cl clearness, you know. Um, in clearness, uh, it's not uncertainty. It's not imperfection. Uh, that's not what the word is. Um, the word clarity is in clear clearness so um, a clear head a clear mind a clear emotions be clearing ourselves be cleansing ourselves you know use the upcoming uh, supermoon to cleanse and release and and purify and and use the upcoming fall um, uh, equinox uh, and the harvest time to to release and to cleanse and to just get clear uh, in ourselves get a clear head get clear emotions you know whatever we need to do in order to do that of which again the meditation that I use is the the, the zero point meditation or the still point meditation which is a very deep inner um, silent type of meditation it's not uh, guided um, it, it, it's it's really uh, that 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 type of meditation that most people think of when they think of trying to meditate uh, of trying to really uh, have a cessation of thought uh, that doesn't mean that thoughts stop by the way um, but it is a, uh, a cessation of thought, a releasing of, of thought, an emptying of the mind, an emptying of the motions that gets us to that very clear space that we can actually stay in, whether we understand something or not. You know, whether we, you know, are certain about something or not, we can actually stay in that clear place. Um, and it has to do with a deeper type of knowing, an intuitive knowing uh, that I spoke of earlier um, and being in a clear inner knowing, which is not rigid, by the way, because I, I believe in order to really stay clear, we have to, um, and, and get clear, we have to kind of like do what I said earlier, like we can't be rigid about one way or the other way, you know, being one right, one wrong, we, we have to have an open heart, an expansive heart, an open mind, an expansive, heart, expansive mind and heart, uh, basically in order to maintain that clearness, that clarity is clearness. Um, and uh, be able to then be able to see clearly, know clearly, and navigate our way through the uncertainty, navigate our way through the um, 
the 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 hecticness, the chaos, the uh, complexity. You know, because being clear doesn't eliminate complexity. It doesn't eliminate the unknown. It doesn't eliminate you know uh, the uncertainties of life in no way, shape, or form. It just gives us that clear consciousness. Think of it that way as a clear consciousness to be able to navigate all of those things through. Um, and so you know, clearness which is what the word clarity uh, ultimately is, uh, is is something that we can then be in a clear state of consciousness so that we can navigate that uncertainty, we can navigate that that, that confusion, we can navigate those, those, those uh, complexities uh, and um, those opposites and those dualities and all of those things that kind of push and pull on us, those forces that tug on us. You know, that's the other thing about you know understanding energy and understanding the energies even of you know celestial events and things like that they are forces that are like pushes pushing and pulling on us you know and some of them can really be like pushing us and some of them can really be tugging on us you know in really really hard and difficult ways uh, while others can be more effortless uh, and, and, and what we would consider to be more favorable but ultimately it's all favorable if you can uh, stay clear uh, in how you're uh, navigating it because you can always, you can always bring about um, you know that the knowing you can always go about things uh, knowing uh, what you need to know when you need to know through keeping that clear mind clear emotion clear consciousness as you're going through it um, as you're going through it and it has nothing to do with uh, intellectual knowledge uh, it has and knowing it all intellectually because there's no way that we can know it all intellectually um, uh, but what we can know what we need to know when we need to know it if we stay in in that clear place, that clear consciousness, clear mind, clear heart, and that's my um, that's my encouragement for everybody with these upcoming energies. This new moon today, the full moon, uh, the full super harvest moon, uh, super moon coming up on September the eighth and ninth, as well as the fall equinox coming up on September twenty second and twenty third. Uh, so I think that completes the main things that I wanted to share with you all and encourage you to do. Um, I would also just uh, like to end by encouraging everybody to be praying for peace and to be praying for um, stability uh, and to be praying for clarity, you know, f in our world, um, amongst the nations, amongst the people who are fighting, as well as just in our uh, the hearts of all human beings. There's also been a lot of earth changes that have been amped up as a result of all the energies we've been experiencing lately as well, and as well as our own energies kind of adding to the, to the earth's, uh, earth's amplification of earth changes. Um, so I think praying for the earth's healing, praying for earth stability, those things are all appropriate at any time, and they're very appropriate now um, during this time. So prayers for peace and forgiveness, by the way, because I believe that those prayers for forgiveness are ultimately the key for peace um, and then for the earth changes for prayers for the earth to be healed for the earth to uh, be in balance um, for the earth stability um, you know praying for uh, calm and uh, centering energies uh, that can prevail okay um, and so the last thing I'll do is just make a couple announcements if you go onto my website at anajonesonline.com that's a-n-a-j-o-n-e-s online.com 
www.thelaughingbrook.com. Um, you'll be able to see all of my previous podcasts as well as my web store uh, and soon a schedule of upcoming events. I'm leading three retreats in France uh, starting um, September the 18th and then after that I'm going to be on tour actually doing um, private sessions doing healing work and uh, intuitive uh, readings and uh, all the different types of private sessions that I offer uh, on tour as well as um, teaching and training people in uh, giving certification and Reiki level 1, 2 and 3 as well as a master teacher certification I'm going to be giving and a couple of other special uh, events that I'm going to be leading one of which will be on the solar eclipse coming up in October. Uh, so I'll be in France for three weeks starting September 18th leading those retreats and then I'm going straight on tour after France in the um, Maryland, uh, Washington DC uh, metro area. Uh, the, the, the metro area of Washington DC and area uh, around there um, is where I'm going to go be on tour from the second week of October all the way to the very first week of November actually. Um, and you can read more about those soon uh, when I get the events page of my AnnaJonesOnline.com website uh, updated and there'll be tour information and all that on there. Um, I'll be um, coming back to my center here in Hawaii after that uh, and have more exciting things to announce uh, in the upcoming podcast. But thank you everyone for listening and have a wonderful new moon, super moon, and fall equinox.